The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. (coughs) The Gospel of the Lord. As we approach the celebration of our Lord's coming into the world that we will celebrate in five short days, the church focuses our attention on this scene of the visitation. When Mary goes to visit Elizabeth, And we see how Elizabeth and John the Baptist within her respond to and anticipate our Lord's coming into the world. And it's a scene that we all should kind of take pause and reflect on and ask ourselves, like, how am I responding in anticipation for our Lord's coming into the world, for our Lord's coming into my life? One of the most profound lines in this reading, I really believe, is this last line when Elizabeth says to Mary, blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Elizabeth says this to Mary. And what I think is so interesting about this line is that earlier in the same chapter of Luke's gospel, the angel goes to Elizabeth's husband, the same angel. And he says to Elizabeth's husband that your wife will conceive and bear a son. 
and he doesn't believe the angel. In fact, Luke almost uses the same words. Because you did not believe that what was spoken to you would be fulfilled, you will be struck mute until the birth of your son. And so we have this encounter between one who didn't believe and one who believed. And Elizabeth responds in blessing Mary for her belief, for her faith. And this dynamic brings me a lot of consolation because I'm probably more like Elizabeth than Mary most days. And most of us are more like Elizabeth than Mary most days unless you too were conceived without sin. One of the greatest struggles in our faith is that we fall into this temptation to not believe that our Lord actually wants good things for us. Or to become discouraged in our prayer life. To say to ourselves, I've been praying and praying and praying and praying, and our Lord doesn't answer my prayer. Sometimes we can become jealous of people when our Lord seems to be answering their prayers. Sometimes people will tell me that they're jealous of the saints. Why did God do all of these amazing things for the saints, but he doesn't do amazing things for me? And yet Elizabeth has the same dynamic, but she doesn't respond in jealousy. She doesn't look at her young cousin and say, I can't believe that she believed and I didn't. She looks at her young cousin and blesses her. She has genuine beatitude for her. That kind of happiness we have because of the blessing in another person's life. And as she blesses Mary and says, blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled, Mary then teaches Elizabeth something. Like, how is it that Mary came to this faith? Or how is it that she could just simply respond with one question, how could this happen to me? That the mo- because I know not man. And then after a brief explanation, she says, let it be done to me according to your word. And so Mary's response that follows this dialogue is when she says, the Magnificat, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. And as she starts to explain this, 
and goes on in that hymn, she says, He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceits. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. And as she names off these things, what's she doing? She's recalling all the times that God has been faithful to the people of Israel. When did he cast down the mighty from their thrones and raise up the lowly? When this young shepherd boy named David became king. When did he show the strength of his arm and scatter the proud in their conceits? When the Israelites crossed the Red Sea and the sea crashed in on the Egyptians. When did he fill the hungry with good things? When he fed the people of Israel with manna in the desert. All of these times in the history of salvation, our Lord has been faithful. And Mary herself identifies herself with that entire story of the people of God. She is the daughter of Zion. And so in a sense, everything that God has done for his people, she understands that he's done them for her. And because he has shown himself to be trustworthy, she's able to say to him, let it be done to me according to your word. That's how she's able to make that fiat. And as we prepare for the coming of our Lord this year, it's a time for all of us to renew that act of faithful receptivity to open our hearts again, to invite our Lord in a more profound way into our life, to allow ourselves to experience his mercy, to recognize that even though we have been unfaithful, our Lord still comes to us. And he wants to teach us to be faithful, to show us that he's trustworthy, to teach us to have that faith like that of his mother. Every time we pray the words of the Hail Mary and we say the words of Elizabeth, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb, we should be reminded that Like Elizabeth, we need Mary to teach us to be faithful. To teach us to be faithful. So that we too can grow in holiness. So that we too may grow closer to our Lord. And confidently know that he has come into the world that he comes into our life, most especially as we receive him in the Eucharist, and that he will come again in glory. And our mission in the world 
is to be a witness to his coming and to always be prepared for that day when he comes again. And so in these last days before we celebrate Christmas, we ask our Lord to open our hearts to receive him most completely, to be transformed by his love, to bear witness to his mercy through our lives of faith.